I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Metro breaks the record. And who knows, maybe Ronaldo will break it again next season. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday, 3rd of May. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the Football Ramble, everybody. Mm. Pushing those buttons, aren't you, Luke Moore? Uh, you're, <laughs> pushing. You're, you're pushing the buttons mm. and um, you have unsuccessfully tried to do an operatic version of some mm. kind of Mitrovic pa- chant. Patreon special. Which you had to abandon. You, maybe you could do it for a Patreon special, but yeah, you yeah. had to abandon it. So we had to just rescue it and, uh, Mason and sings make opera. it more traditional. <laughs> Where's the CD up? everyone wanted from the With the, with the names of footballers <laughs> I replacing common or garden themes. Such as, I don't know, I can't think of any opera songs now. I thought your voice would be more powerful than it is. Mm. Difficult. Yeah, it's a shame. It's one of those things. Oh, it's a shame. Well, with great power comes great responsibility, as you know, Pete. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I didn't want to crack it all out too early on. (laughs) Too early on in the show. Do you enjoy Manchester United beating Brentford? At home in their last game of the season, their last home game of the season, 3-0 it was. Mm. Nay bother. Nay bother. Forget the 73rd minute walkout. You're all just having too much fun. Imagine if that Love game, the Glazers. Imagine off the back of that game, all the Man United fans just went, yeah, it's fine. Do you know what? We'll call it quits there. On reflection. Yeah, that's a draw. They Fair should, enough. They should sign those young lads Matter and Matic up, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they played well. Oh, yeah, it could go the other way. They could issue uh, new contracts out to players uh, such as that. Um, but, I mean... On 
on that showing, I wouldn't mind matter. What what did Mourinho do over two spells at different clubs do to uh, matter? I feel so sorry for him. I loved him. I would have loved him at Newcastle. Like where Matter's version of the Candyman in the Joker. Mourinho. <laughs> where Matter says Mourinho's name too many times into the mirror, and Mourinho turns up at his club and ruins him. <laughs> he looked great as a ten yesterday. I think you've got a point, Pete. I did feel some sort of like semi-novelty, but also quite like affectionate vibes. He's a very likable man. Yeah. And he, he had man. the assist for the disallowed uh, offsides Ronaldo goal, mm. didn't he? Yes, he did. Mm. Um, and he was linking up all right with Bruno Fernandes, I thought. Yeah, and Ronaldo could have had uh, three in that match. I thought he had some decent chances. That one he took down on the chest and then whiffed it. I was like, that, that, I should have put that away. Yeah. Should at least got on target anyway. So I think well, what, we've, <laughs> what we've established is that against a semi-interested <laughs> season side. finished Brentford side with exactly <laughs> with the 40 points they came to for, play for yeah. it's, it's actually not that bad <laughs> playing for Man United. Oh, that is that now is that fair, listeners? Is that fair, ladies and gentlemen? Is that a fair representation well, I mean, of what we saw from Manchester United last night? Manchester, I thought they were quite zippy. They're easily good quite enough. Quite enjoyable to watch. Well, they're easily good enough against a lot of teams in the Premier League, aren't they? Because of the, Who, United? Yeah, because the resources they've got. Let's not forget, Brentford absolutely battered Arsenal, for one. Did mm. they? What, the first day of the season? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they beat them at home the first day of the season 1-0, didn't they? 2-0. Uh, was it 2-0? I can't remember. Maybe 3-0. Uh, I, I don't they remember had a very good start of the season, but it <laughs> fell off and then they sort of recovered. I just checked. It was 2-0. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Absolutely batter them. But, you know, obviously the time of the season they're playing them, the situation at Brentford, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't mean you take anything away from Man United's win. I mean, a 3-0 win is a 3-0 win, right? That's, that's a good thing. That's what, they, that's what they wanted. The problems Man United have have been talked about over and over again. I, I saw something on online a few weeks ago from, from um, Roy Keane saying that it's difficult to know what to say when Man United play because we, the, the problems are so obvious. Everyone talks about them over and over again and you can't think of anything new to say. Yeah, but last but night... But at least they won. But so last night, he looked like he was struggling to think of new things to say because he was a bit overwhelmed by the idea of passing a bit of credit on to <laughs> old Manchester United for winning a game. Your punditry bay. I, I love, I love Roy. I love Roy. Yeah. Yeah, is there no love for Roy more broadly among the Ramble guys? Oh, I think, yeah, broadly speaking, everyone loves Roy. Do you I like him, Pete? Uh, yeah, I, I think he's kind of, he became a caricature and now he is comfortable with the caricature, but he's, I think he's working a little bit harder now. Yeah. Which he I, needs to, to, I think. Yeah, I, and I think the fact of him being linked with these jobs and the idea that he's got agents scrabbling around trying to get him the Hibs role, <laughs> that makes that really has made me warm even further to him because I like the idea that he's like striving in the background and he wants to achieve things separately. I think Roy Keane's a perfect distillation of um, whether what you want out of watching football because I know that Brassel doesn't really like him because Brassel was like, we don't learn anything new from him and that's what Brassel's all about. I saw that as well. Okay, so that's why I wonder... Brassel, we're at very similar levels of uh, football insight. I'm sure everyone's with us. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered whether you would like him for that reason but I I like him because I just want to be entertained basically Yeah, and uh, he's very good for that. But but, I mean, he was very interesting last night, Roy, on... um, Cristiano Ronaldo, I thought. Well, yeah, thought speaking of entertainment, yeah. I thought Ronaldo was very much his, like, angsty, aggro, like, being mean to Chris Kavanagh and bullying people around. I, mean, I say it sounds negative, but I mean it in a positive mm. way, you know. You talk about grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck and all yeah. that sort of stuff, but the sense that he absolutely definitely would score some kind of a goal after the um, after the offside one uh, uh, coming up to halftime. And that, fucking hell, I, you know, don't want to stick the boot into Brentford too much, but Rico Henry... That was terrible. ...was an absolute I mean, it was, prat. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that was embarrassing. So basically, yeah. he got if, if you guys haven't seen it, he got muscled off the ball by Ronaldo. He just basically shoved him out of the way mm. and his his pride was hurt. He was like, this man is old. I will not have this. <laughs> that was it. It was yeah. just... And you could just see it coming a mile off and Ronaldo 
wiggled himself into the box. It was just mm. like, come and get me. And he fucking did. And yeah. won, yeah. won a penalty. Yeah. He, the thing with Ronaldo, he's he's... He got signed as a goal muncher and he is kind of, and probably about two months ago, you'd sort of go, it was not necessarily the most successful season for him. But obviously he's picked up a few uh, decent goals against weaker opposition, it has to be said. And the man does not fit into any modern system. So it's a bloody good job that Manchester United don't have one. Don't have one. It's actually genius. And don't look like they're going to find one anytime (laughs) soon. So he will be the plan. He's an excellent plan B next season. But let's just hope Manchester United are in a better position that they don't need him. and you're talking about that period he had around the new year where he didn't mm. score for a wee while and then he came back and to be fair he scored a hat-trick against Spurs didn't he All right, and, okay. uh, yeah. and a hat-trick against Norwich so point taken and the list <laughs> of the goals scored by United over the, the last what is, is like 14 goals scored mm. by United it's just pretty much Ronaldo yeah. and one, that one last yeah. night from Varane and yeah. whoever else scored he, he, he's, he's, he's astonishing amount of their Bruno goals he's, he's taken care of um, and to go back to that that's interesting because you talk about him, you know, is he if he is going to be available next year and he's going to be United and, and what's that going to look like? I find that a really fascinating conversation. A because when people talk about it and the way they frame it, they talk about it like it's just entirely Ronaldo's decision, right? Yeah, and that and that for a club the size of Manchester United, it's a bit should, like content, yeah. it should be insulting. It should yeah. be totally insulting. The the, the 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 first answer to whether Ronaldo is going to be at Man United next season or not should be, well, it depends whether Eric Ten Hag wants him or not. Because if Eric Ten Hag meets him and decides he can work with him, then he should have the authority to say whether he stays there or not. But, but watching and, that match yesterday was just kind of like Ten Hag's got to come to that club and go, right, I need, I, I need to know what players I've got and which players they are best suited for in each position. They play players who should be playing out, should be playing in the middle out on the wing, players like Matter, and they play <laughs> players who should be playing on the wing in the middle, Bruno. And so it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like, just decide on a system and then play the well, players or acquire the players ex- exactly for that system not just opportunity purchases here and there <laughs> but again this? that speaks exactly to what um, the whole problem is right you're absolutely spot on because they under Ralph Ranick, they tried his because you know, look and they can rewrite history all they like but a lot of Man United fans were saying oh when Ralph Ranick comes in he'll sort them out tactically right mm. yeah. he's, gr- he's brilliant tactically don't worry that he hasn't managed a, a big club at all, really, and he's not managed much for the last ten years or whatever. He's tactically brilliant. And how long did Man did Ralph Ranić's tactical revolution at Man United last? It lasted about a game. Well, because yeah. he knew he wasn't he getting the backing, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So, so all that stuff's really important, definitely. And then the, the second point I was going to make about Ronaldo, which I think does play into this as well, is the idea that of course there's a great precedent for for for, for aging, really experienced, talented players to make a real contribution to a big club late in their careers. Mm. So and a classic example would be, in Man United's case, would be someone like Laurent Blanc, who comes in, he doesn't play that much, but when he's needed, he's good and he's solid, but he's amazing for the young players around the club. Mm. Now, the problem is, of course, you've got rocks in your head if you think Cristiano Ronaldo is going to accept that yeah. as a role next season, because he's going to say, well, one, I want to be playing the Champions League because I want to carry on scoring goals in the Champions League. And I was your record scorer last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and I've scored 18, exactly, goals. Exactly, 18 exactly league right. goals for exactly the 37-year-olds. Right. So it's a conundrum for them to solve and, and for, for them to get out of this and a lot of chat wasn't there about how long it would take Man United to turn this around and get up to be competing again. But in a way, that's a moot argument because actually you can't make even the first step forward towards doing that if you don't make back the manager to make some really, really controversial, hard decisions yeah. when he comes in because he needs to. Didn't you think it was interesting the way it had a sort of end of, end of term vibes with all of these like 
greatest hit. They're playing a few of the greatest hits with Matarin, with mm. Matic. Yeah. Phil Jones gets on for a little cameo. <laughs> like it was just, yeah. it felt like it did feel maybe a bit like an end of an era sort of game. It's like it's people had gone to see, people had gone to see. Carragher called it a testimonial. Yeah, Smokey Robinson mm. do a greatest yeah. hit set or something. He's going to bring some special guests out. Yeah, you want it. You don't want, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Jones. Hey, you don't want Van Morrison playing his new stuff, do you? No, you, you don't. You want <laughs> not, not the stuff girl. about masks the, and stuff. The, the problem is, you don't technically want Cristiano Ronaldo doing his new stuff, but it's all you've got, and it, it seems to accompany be accompanied by a lot of goals that they otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jesse Lingard's brother was oh, incredibly, uh, incredibly forthright so, on Instagram. I like, I like this. I like it. He was saying that there's no respect given to Lingard. He has been at the club since he was six or seven or something. I think it was like nine, isn't it? Nine, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is sad. About- six or seven or nine. <laughs> so he, he said, Jesse Lingard's brother on Instagram said, 20 years of blood, sweat and tears, four domestic trophies, three cup final goals, not even a farewell. No wonder it's the Europa Conference League next year. Strong, isn't it? Zing. Zing, zing, zing. I love zing. it. I love that, I love that so, a, a cameo character such as Jesse Lingard's brother could bring the whole edifice crashing down. It's been a tale of two brothers this season, hasn't it? Harry Kane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Would you, would you, would you, when you look back on this, Kate, would you yeah. say this has been the Charlie Kane year? <laughs> I think not, not who, in the who, end. Who is now the premier football agent in football. Charlie, no. Charlie, well, quite. I Charlie think he gets help, does he not? <laughs> he needs help. Yeah. Not Charlie like Kane, that, Charlie Kane, Charlie Kane had a hot girl summer and I think we were all here for it, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, Wayne, Wayne in particular was here for it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know about people's brothers kicking off about stuff. Like, yeah. it's funny for us, isn't it? But, but go, going back but It to must the, be quite annoying if you're Jesse Lingard. Going back to the Ronaldo thing, though, um, Roy Keane came closest I've seen him come to criticise Ronaldo, saying he needs to stop sulking, he needs to stop. That's all part of it. Yeah. That's part of it, isn't it? That's that's how he sort of imposes himself a little, in addition to all of his other abilities. I don't know. I think it's also the scrappiness that that keeps him firing at 37 um, in a way that some people might say, Lionel Messi, to pluck a name out of a hat isn't although mm. did you see that amazing goal mm. what was it last week Patrick Vieira speaking of Roy Keane um, he discussed how recently he went out for ice cream with him and he said <laughs> very weird we were, yeah I know I don't know how this came <laughs> up particularly uh, possibly he's in a selling a new chain of ice cream who we knows we will only eat food that has a scream in it we <laughs> <laughs> are very furious men <laughs> he said uh, we were walking back to the hotel and went to an ice cream shop some fans saw and couldn't believe it was Roy and myself walking around eating ice cream together. Ready? He was the one who paid. The better player never paid. Oh, oh come on. Roy Keane's fuming. I thought we had ice cream together, Patrick. I thought we were friends I again we were now. Friends. Yeah. And, and I did get that headache for a bit and then I, <laughs> you stole my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, 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 it's so fraught, isn't it? Even so, just a lovely snack of ice cream. Fish food, I would have gone for, but I don't know if that mm. was the sort of shop. Was it gelateria? We don't know. Mm. No one told us. Sorbet, anyone? Nah, never go are for you the sorbet. Nah. Are, you, are no. you on a diet? No, no it's no, delicious. No. Lemon sorbet. No, Come on. You, so you're telling me if you're in an ice cream shop and they had a bit of, a bit of I don't know, sorbet every time. Monkey, Unless there's a licorice flavour or uh, something like that. A, Lic- or Earl Grey flavor. tea. Not like chocolate. an Earl Grey tea flavour. Not a, you're just nah. no chocolate. You're not fussed. Nah. You know Too what bitter. sorbet is like? Of course. It's just bloody water and Pete's, a bit of um, bit Pete's food colouring. ice creams are licorice, Earl Grey tea <laughs> and lemon sorbet. You're an absolute danger. You're a danger. You're not going to go out with Patrick and Roy at that rate. They'll be kicking you across the 
the road. vanilla all over the with some of that 80s chocolate uh, sauce you used to put on. He's ordering a sorbet, Gary. <laughs> I can't believe he's ordering a sorbet, Gary. Get it out of it. You've got it in a bowl. <laughs> you've got it in a bowl. What's wrong with a really cheap little cone? <laughs> Would you have sorbet in a cone? You don't, do you? You don't even get a cone. It's no, crap. It's absolutely crap. crap. I can't believe Pete also has been passing himself off as not posh this entire time. And those are his mm. three favourite ice creams. I don't I pass myself off as not posh. <laughs> My body and the things I do. <laughs> My teeth do the, all the heavy lifting. His entire life. Yeah. It's been testament to it. <laughs> it's very method. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, posh people don't cry in the street. We've established that. <laughs> Jason Mourinho... Is there, there's no real... Li- I mean, former United boss here. Yeah, fine. Jason Mourinho, um, he's been being very uh, down downbeat. No, what's the word I'm looking for? He's been playing under the radar, yeah? Mm. He's uh, he's in Italy, of course. His Roma due nil-nil with Bologna on Sunday and as a result, missed out on Champions League. Uh, so, as a, as a result, he moaned about Lazio's stoppage time offside winner in their fourth three over Spezia in the post-match. <laughs> Diversion, digression. Mm. Uh, here we go. Um... As a result of that, Lazio then released the following statement. Very clever, this. They didn't mention his name at all. Mm -hmm. But I'll let you decide if it was all about him. Lazio is obsessively in their thoughts more than other coveted professional goals. That, as so often happens, one looks into other people's homes to divert attention from missed results and sensational episodes that have occurred (laughs) in one's own home. The Lazio Sports Society rejects the criticisms and insinuations to, to senders. I guess this is a translation, right? So, we're, uh, yeah, it continues to believe that values are demonstrated on the pitch and not in the television salon. Who translated this? Sartre. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, would you like to talk to us about the maybe one of the maybe the most sensational episode that happened in your house at home over the weekend? Uh, what do you mean? What I'm just saying is talking about sensational episodes that have, occur- have occurred in people's homes. Oh, okay. Um, mm. We've obviously heard in the past that you know one of your dogs pissed on the other dog's head. Yeah, that kind of thing. Kinky. What, what kind of sensational episodes have you been up to apart from eating licorice ice cream and uh, lemon sorbet? Uh, I've, got, I've got one. Okay. I, uh, I've got a kettle that has variable temperature control. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is that sensational. Is sensational. Yeah. Well, so yeah. how hot can it go? It 150 goes up... <laughs> degrees. <laughs> goes up to 100, but you right. can set it at like 95. 90. So, uh, if you did so want you your don't green burn tea, your coffee, Bing, Yeah, basically. exactly. If yeah. you want your green tea, you want a hot water bottle. Right. Don't have to wait. You just pop it on oh, at 85 nice. or whatever, pour it straight into the oil. I like water that bottle. a lot, yeah. My, sensational. My, uh, that... dad, my dad bought me a Diamante um, uh, steering <laughs> wheel cover for my Fiat 5. That was that was his that was my birthday present. And and like you get to an age and you're like, oh, you don't really want birthday presents for your parents, but I don't want that. I'll have it. You can have it. Yeah, you can the have reason, my Diamante. The reason I'm laughing so hard wheel. is because I I wonder if it's a coincidence that for the first time in ages you got the training today. <laughs> I don't want to be seen outside with that. Yeah. Out of interest, what's what's a steering wheel cover for? Like, why do you need one? I don't know. I think it's just Apart to from increase to have a the bit grip. More yeah, obviously. it's a bit of passag. My dad thinks I can't drive. Kind of. Nonsense. Two hands on the wheel, he keeps it reminding me. It's like, Dad, you never had a driving license. Has he not? No. He, he's got no room to He got behind you. the wheel of a, uh, what, do you, what do you call them? Like, um, oh, well, there's things in a factory with a forklift. With a forklift yeah. And he totaled oh. a lot of lockers one time. <laughs> he wasn't allowed on it now, again. Those who know me will know that I've been Team Stewie Donaldson for a very long time. But oh, I, don't think, I don't think he can be criticised on other people's driving. He was never passed his test. Yeah, exactly. That's outrageous. I thought forklift right. trucks didn't have a normal steering wheel. If they steer no. from the back, it's much more no. difficult to steer yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Elsewhere last night, this is really the story. This is the talk of the town. This is the story of the show. <laughs> Fulham win the championship. All right. 7-0 against Luton Town in the end. They um, 
they were kind of taking pot shots by, <laughs> I don't know, the third or fourth goal. And yeah. I felt, okay, before we get on to, Lute, uh, to to Fulham, who obviously did incredibly, and Mitrovic broke the bloody uh, scoring record of Guy Whitting with 43 goals. Yeah. I did feel a tiny bit sorry for old uh, Matty Ingram, who was uh, brought in on an emergency loan. They've been through mm. six keepers, uh, Luton Town, this season because they just constantly keep Jed's there, got in, got injured. Every single person's yeah. got injured. And he just, by the end, he was just sort of standing in the <laughs> middle as they shot at him from half <laughs> from the halfway line. And yeah. frankly, in the case of Jean-Michel Sarri, they just just went in. So, yeah. you know. It was, it was a very strange situation. Obviously, we should, first of all, extend our congratulations to Fulham. And uh, for, the, for doing oh, what, what so Fulham good. do again. Um, I, I, someone was telling me over the weekend that has it been five years now since Fulham and Norwich played each other because they keep swapping <laughs> over? Yeah, it's like brilliant. a really weird thing that's to nice. think of. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how I many, five or six years. Um, so congratulations to Fulham. They won it and obviously in some style and they owed it to their fans after that big letdown against Forest when... People, which which, which I went out. to. Yeah, I was so excited about this. I was excited about getting on the pitch at Craven Cottage as well because you know how Marcus he he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't no. defile his beloved Craven Cottage yeah. by getting on the pitch. Yeah. And they uh, yeah they 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 were beaten by Nottingham Forest, who by the way played tonight. And based on what I saw from them at that game, you know if they I really can see them getting up into into the Premier League on first time of asking, like without even having to go to the playoff places. Oh, they yeah we'll, we'll, they did. So so, so well. We'll come on to Anyway, them again, poor old Fulham, they're getting passed over a little bit here. Yeah, no, no, but the, thing, the <laughs> thing I found fascinating about the game last night was that you look at this time of the sea, this time of the year, and say you don't follow the championship very closely, you'd be forgiven for going, okay, we're well, playing Luton at home. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. Luton, Luton are, sixth. Yeah, Luton, <laughs> Luton are trying to stay, get into the playoffs this season. We've talked about Luton a fair bit yeah, no, exactly. in recent weeks, yeah. and they, they've they're been a good doing team. incredibly well. Yeah. It just... I don't know, it just kind of fell apart, didn't it? When when Fulham are on song, it's very hard to deal with them. And, and that record from Mitrovic is an incredible oh, achievement. I really, never really thought good. that would get broken. Me neither. At the start of the season, people were talking, or like, you know, earlier when his scoring rate was so incredible, people yeah. started talking about it, you know, a few weeks in. No, this is a joke. And if you think about it, he, he's missed two games this season, Mitrovic. So he's... It's literally a goal a game. <laughs> it's yeah. record. I, I very much enjoyed Guy Whitting's, Whittingham's only tweet uh, recently, which was about the crisps and sweets someone left behind in the commentary position for BBC Radio oh, Solent at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. So he's not really sort of... He, he wished everyone a Mubarak, um, but that, that's about it, really. That's, he that's has talked about it, though. He has talked about right. Mitro overtaking <laughs> him, and he has said he's he's very impressed and he's happy about it. He's your boy, though, isn't he? He's a legend. Whittingham's a legend. He, I mean... Portsmouth bought him, I think, for like 300 quid from the army. Yorval, wasn't it? It's from the army, I think. What? I thought they got it from the army. I thought they got it from the Yorval. How did you buy someone from the army? Yeah. Mm. Buy a shalami for your boy in the he, army. He, okay, so he was definitely in the army. Right. Because his nickname was the corporal at, uh, um, at Portsmouth. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm, maybe maybe he ran out of contract at Yeovil or something. So you imagine right, like okay. something out of the 19th century where you've got to get your commissioning papers <laughs> yeah, printed yeah. off or whatever. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was the 20th century. Which is, and it was Portsmouth as well. But he was amazing. I mean, that season where he scored 42 in the league, he scored 48 in all competitions. So um, Mitch Reeves won't break that. Proper fox in the box. Yeah. yeah he, he hasn't scored a goal outside of the league, Mitch, from what I saw. No, he hasn't. Mm. He's, got, he's got loads for Serbia, though. So I think he scored 51 goals in total across club and country. Nuts. But it doesn't count, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, no, I, I, and I'm with Pete. I didn't think it would be beaten. I think it's very, very difficult that championship season and the intensity that the play, the teams play at, you know, in that division in in, in modern times mm. is very, very tough. 
Um, obviously, he has to stay fit the whole time. It's an incredible achievement. And, and you know, people are using it as a stick to beat him with last night. I saw saying, oh, you know, oh, that'll yeah. translate to, to three goals in the Premier well, League. Because well, the most he scored in the Premier League is 11. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe it fucking will, but that's not the point at the moment. The point yeah. is it's an amazing achievement. And for a modern um, striker, 11's pretty good for the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, it didn't keep him in the Premier League, did it? Uh, no. That's the, that's the issue. That, that's, that's the thing they've got to sort out. But, it, but got might... a different manager now, so, you know. He's, how old is he now? 27, 28? Like, 27. I mean, that, I mean, that is... A, he's coming into his peak here. If he's ever going to do it, he's going to do it next season. And I, th- I think I'd love to see uh, Mitrovic hit the ground running when he gets in the Premier League next season. He, he, apparently he was going around just hitting people in the dressing room <laughs> because he doesn't that. know his own strength, mm. which is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Proper one-off match to the Al as well. They're like man mountain <laughs> and the little little teenager yeah. or however old yeah. he is these days. I like the idea of um, Lukey Moore aged how old you would have been Eleven. when Noel Whittingham was tearing mm. it up yeah. thinking like, this is the stuff, this is what it's always going to be like. Yeah, I mean, that was Nick, that was thumped out of me quite early on yeah <laughs> it's but, um i do you think it's it's not them winning so consistently and so heavily every week is it is this indicative of a wider issue in the championship is this kind of like i, no. I don't want to sort of do fulham down but good god i mean they just steamrolled everyone this season I, didn't they i was gonna make, i was gonna make another point about pompey that seems more relevant Guy, speaking of, I mean if, you, if you're thinking about someone who's got a reason to be annoyed about the 1992-93 season for Portsmouth yeah. it, Guy Wickham scored 42 league goals didn't go and, up did you and Portsmouth missed out getting promoted on goal difference. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like he can, he can no, feel like wasn't. he's done his bit. Soundtrack by Pulse right. Countdown. Oh, poor old, poor old wits. Do you know who they, who they, who they lost out to? West Ham. Ah, West Ham. Nice. Yeah. What have happened to them? Exactly. What have they ever done? Mm. Oh, but anyway, congratulations to Fulham. That's the whole point. I'm not trying yep. to derail it, but congratulations <laughs> to, to Fulham, you know. Uh, Fulham Sporting Director Tony Khan said, I don't want us to be seen as a yo-yo club from now on. I just want us to be a yo club. Yo, he's, I, I saw I saw Tony Khan on stage uh, in Dallas because obviously he owns the wrestling company yes. AEW, and he came out on stage. I've never seen a man with worse microphone technique. It's like I'm going there, and we just brought some more joint, and it's just like, what are you? What? What? Are you, have you seen a microphone before? Basic media Why are you dressed like please? a bouncer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Looks a bit like Alex Zane. I always think he's, he's, he does look a bit like Alex Zane, and he's also uh, living his best life isn't he, he is my dad's really tough. really wealthy what would I like to do be the sporting director of a football team have my wrestling franchise <laughs> I think I'll just do that yeah yeah that's true I don't know about. I mean it looks as though they are trying to set Fulham up to see if they can succeed in the Premier League next mm. season anybody's guess isn't it, it is. anybody's guess is a difficult old league as we know alright guys let's take a break and then we'll come back a bit of Berry FC A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Major problems with it. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. <laughs> What a season it's been. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Me, Pete and Luke with you today. And uh, yeah, we're with Graham Souness on that one, I think. I cat lovers all. It's not the most controversial point, is it? No. No, Don't but it's just the way you put it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Like as though the cat had fouled the man. Graham's a good egg. Graham is a good egg. Mm. Yeah, all right. Um, time for some emails, guys. Adam, Witches of Eastick, uh, my team, Scarborough Athletic, formerly known as Scarborough FC, have been promoted to the National League North, where uh, we previously were liquidated due to bad financial management from former dodgy owners. Uh, I think that's fine. Uh, we formed a Phoenix team in 2007, and we are now back to where we liquidate, where we were liquidated. Our manager, none other than Champions League winner, uh, Jonathan Greening, uh, endured a tough start of the season where lots of our own fans questioned if he was cut out for it. Ridiculous, after 10 games of being in management for the first time however after navigating a tricky start to the season uh, we lost only one game since January and today we're promoted to the Conference North in the playoff final Come on. Uh, I would like to congratulate all the volunteers who run the club the fans for donating and spotting our club and uh, more importantly squad management who have given us fans this spectacular moment it's great to see because obviously greetings from Scarborough even though he looks like the most Italian man ever yeah. uh, you know him don't you uh, Luke, do. you've, you've, you've hung out with him before I have worked with him before he's been um, he's, he's a Ramble Meets alumnus as well <laughs> very very nice man um, uh, great, great guy. Um, I wish him all the very, very best because mm. um, because he is such a lovely chap. Uh, we went for lunch, he and I, and I accidentally took him to a vegan ca- cafe, which... Oh. Um, not, I mean, on his, I, not his ticket. I hope Jonathan won't mind me saying it's not really his scene. Right. Um, but he, he manfully struggled through a, a vegan pizza. And, uh, d- d- oh, that's going to be without it, cheese. Said it was it? fine. It was Took a pepperoni nice. out of his pocket and <laughs> yeah. started tearing on it up on the yeah. top, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I wish him all the best. Great guy. Um, and if you, if you want to listen to that Ramble Mix episode, I'm sure it's still, still available. Yeah, he, he told a great story on it about how the way he, I mean, our, our emailer there mentioned that he won, he's won the Champions League because he was on the bench for the final, wasn't he? Mm. And um, he mentioned that um, a day or two before the final, in, in Barcelona, Sir Alex Ferguson came up to him and said, I've got two spots on the bench and if you want one of them, um, you have to beat me in a frame of snooker. And um, Jonathan Green said, all right. And, they, and they, so they they had a snooker table in the hotel and they played. And Alex Ferguson beat him. Yeah. And apparently he said to him, sorry about that, somebody. I've got a table in my house, you know. And uh, But then he put him on the bench anyway. It was oh, like marginal games. Yeah. He just fancied the game of snooker. <laughs> he just fancied yeah. the game of snooker. Yeah. Um, uh, That's very topical as well from you, Luke, after the big Ronnie Sullivan win. Exactly, mm. which I enjoyed. And I was, at the, I was at the Crucible earlier in the tournament as well. Of course so. you were. Big Helping. snooker lad. I'd love holding, to do a snooker show. Holding the cues. Let's do a snooker show. Hit me up Should we just crack on with one? that now? <laughs> yeah. the, uh, see, uh, Gateshead also went up as well. Mike Williamson, the manager, the heed. Mikey Williamson. Mikey Williamson. Still oh, find him. Still find him. <laughs> How, so he's, doing, he's doing a good job. He's doing a cracking job, yeah. They're up. Yeah. They're up uh, and and, and they, what if they go up again? Then yeah. they'll be in the bloody league, mate. Oh, and my God. You can see them getting all the way up to, to about League One and then big Stevie Bruce taking over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'll be that'll be nice. That's what people dream of, isn't yeah, it? When they're done thank you, thank you, Adam. Yeah, it's so nice to hear about that. Thanks, yeah. Adam. Um, and don't forget, guys, tomorrow it's Pep Talks. 
So email us in show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. I think Jules said yesterday, and we'll help you with your di- with your dilemmas. Yeah, I'm that's not, not sure guaranteed. that's exactly what <laughs> the, that little segment we'll listen to them. is necessarily yeah, all no, about. But you know, we do we do our best. Let's stick with some of these uh, some of these clubs that have had hard times or are coming up, and and possibly in positive light. We want to talk about something that's happy yeah. for a, kind of for a change, I guess. Mm. In this context, it is that Berry FC are back in business. Baby, the Berry Supporters Society have bought the assets to take the club out of administration, and that includes Gig Lane. So it looks as though uh, they are going to be back in their in their home again. It may take a bit of time for you know fans to actually be able to go and watch football at Gig Lane, but it's so exciting that they've managed to do this together because there's been it seems like there's been quite a considered approach. It was obviously a difficult and long process. They're using the fifty one forty nine ownership model, which you guys. Mm. Um, might think of as being something that happens in the Bundesliga. That's the kind of German approach to keep uh, ownership of a football club in the hands of the fans. So 51% here is owned by the Supporters Society and 49 by Barry fans. What a, what an achievement, though. I, oh, I, my God. I can't work the stat calendar properly. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't work the train, train timetables this morning. He really can't. <laughs> and, 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 and to be able to sort of do that and, and, and put it back in the hands of fans is just incredible stuff. It's an interesting situation because, as far as I understand, there's a bit of a um, there's a bit of a, an impasse between t- two groups of fans, right? Yeah. Some fans went on to try and form a, a Phoenix club, which is what AFC, sadly, wasn't yeah, it? sadly yeah. needs to happen a lot more often than we'd than we'd hope these days. And some stuck it out with with the original Bury. And um, I've read an article about it where they were saying that you know there's a situation now where they've got a club with a stadium but no no squad and a squad with no stadium. Um, and they just need to find a way of blending them together. But there's yeah. a little bit of ill feeling around how they should best move forward. So I hope they sort that out. What's ultimately really the most important thing, though, is that the you know, people of that community get a football club to support again because the stories you always hear and the ones that are the most affecting are the ones, you know, the 80-year-old man who's been going for, you know, um, every every other week for however many years with his son and his grandson. No, they can't do that. And the stories that you hear as well are things like, you know, we're gonna we need to get the stadium ready. So who's gonna mm. turn up? Well, all these volunteers are gonna turn up and clean it up because it's not been used for however many years and it needs to be cleaned up and painted again and everything needs to be done. It's always community people doing that. These rapacious people who run these football clubs to the ground don't stick around long enough to do that. So that all needs to be done as well. And it currently is being done. Um it's it's an, it's an amazing it's an amazing thing. I know they've had, they bought the stadium back in February, didn't they? So yeah. um, hopefully we can we can see them back in playing football uh, as soon as possible. Really, it's such a good point, Nick. Actually, because there's it's very for me represents such a a moment in time. It was about what it was about a year before that, or six months or so before the start of the pandemic, wasn't it? And I just so vividly remember there was this particular fan. It was twenty nineteen called yeah. called Jean. And she had this Forever Berry t-shirt. And yeah. it's exactly what you're talking about. She'd rock, she was like 70, 73, mid-70s. Yeah. She'd always go down there. And then yeah. one day she turns up. And of course, you know, people are yeah. filming it and trying to m- make stories about it in the sense of like trying to communicate with the rest yeah. of the world what's happening to this football club. Yeah. I just remember it being so heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Her, yeah. Heartbreaking, her little yeah. face. Like. Mm. It really da- and it really damages the entire community as well. Yes. I mean, sorry to make this all about Portsmouth again, but I remember being, as a Portsmouth fan, actually being pretty embarrassed that people like St. John's Ambulance weren't being paid yeah. as creditors because Portsmouth had run out of money because it had been so mismanaged. So they, you know, and there was a lot of community businesses who were providing services to the club that never got, just never saw their money. Yeah. And I don't know the, the, the specific details, but I promise you a couple of those businesses would have gone out of business because yeah. of that because yeah. yeah. they wouldn't have received the money. So it does really it's affect all, everything. That's what it means about being part of the ecosystem, exactly. doesn't it? Exactly. And especially in small communities like Barry, that's why it's so significant. So it's a really important first step for sure. Really is. Um, sticking with entertaining owners, oh, that's a 
not really a segue. Corley Town, uh, his new co-chairman, Preston Johnson, has bought fans £1,000 worth of drinks in a local pub after being caught calling the game soccer. The man is American. We should probably make this clear. <laughs> and he had said that he would put that money down if he said soccer accidentally. He told the fans that in a Discord chat. And he did. So he paid up. Good on did him. You, did he do it in cash or NFTs or crypto? <laughs> or that kind of... He you did it in have, pints, mate. Do you often have a thousand pound cash on your hip, do you, mate? <laughs> Not really. Is no. that why you, for you, people look at you and go, he's got a Diamante <laughs> steering wheel cover. He's definitely got some cash on the hip. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely deals in cash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like a man. I just like a man. I like a football club owner who does what he says he's going to do. Yeah, right? I think that's really important. And also, you know, one of the highlights of the season when we're speaking of, of those types of things are um, is the Crawley Town manager at the time, John Yems, when he was asked how the game was. Absolute shit. <laughs> we used it, we've used it as a jingle oh, um, so good are we on air are we on air um, Agent Charles is also getting involved in the old administrative advice columns uh, he says that the new independent regulator recommended by Tracy Crouch's fan review should ask the first question of prospective owners do you want to own a football club if the answer is yes then I'm afraid they need to be shown the door because the chances are they're either mad or bad, it's like, either fit nor it's hard not. It's hard not to agree with that, to be honest. It's not the whole prime minister thing, isn't it? Yeah, if you want you to be shouldn't... prime minister, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that doesn't really get us anywhere. In terms no, of it really doesn't, it. no. Yeah. It's, it's not really a solution, is it? Yeah. All the people, no one wants to do it, okay, right? And all the ones that do want to do it, um, we've told them that if they do want to do it, that rules them out. That leaves mm. no one, doesn't it? It literally <laughs> leaves no one. <laughs> Tonight, Wolf Football, Villarreal go up against Liverpool in the second leg of their Champions League semi-final and Bournemouth play Nottingham Forest, as we mentioned earlier. A massive, massive game in the context of who is likely to go up into the Premier League next season. Are we going to have to sit through another 90 minutes well, in the Villarreal game of of disrespect? If they have any respect for us as viewers, yes. they will. Liverpool will score a goal very early and that will be done. And then we can go Move and watch Bournemouth versus Forest because that'll be a, an absolute barn burner. Yeah. Something that we uh, we should very much look forward to. I'll probably do a Brussels and double screen it. Yeah. Well, your broadband can withstand that. No, I have a television as well. Oh, yeah. how's that getting broadcast then? I don't know. It's got, it's got a box. Right. Skybox. Skybox. Does that come through the broadband? Could be. No, okay. no. The new version of that comes through the broadband. Okay, right. Have you got the new version? I don't know. Okay, so. <laughs> this is like being quizzed by my parents about what I've been up to. Explaining my granite. I, I don't need to know how the tech stuff works. And what time? When it breaks down, you will. I'll just You'll be ringing up. old Donnie Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. What time did you get back home last night, Luke Moore? From what? More to the point. Just playing, well, just playing your parents. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. No, I was just saying, I didn't go anywhere last night. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my life was that interesting. You're very suspicious yeah. about what, what yeah. I've been spying on. All I would say, though, is that Sky Sports are the place, you know, that makes the magic happen, you know, and, uh, <laughs> according, to, according to our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> makes the magic happen. Yeah, you made the, that what, up. What's the, uh, what's the tagline? I don't know. Sky, Sky Go. Take a look at this. Yeah. yeah. Sky Go. We'll be sponsored by them and we'll be very grateful for that, but they still don't give us any free shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jürgen Klopp, though, says that Liverpool are going to be ready to suffer so I guess yeah. he is pissed off as well about not being able to watch yeah. the Bournemouth Nottingham Forest game <laughs> and, uh, yeah mate, I'm not sure that's what he meant but maybe he did <laughs> imagine if he's got that on a little tablet while all the games happening uh, oh I like their little move from kickoff. Yeah, yeah. adopt that um, I also read uh, that Liverpool are already uh, sustaining the best quadruple challenge in English football history because in terms of how late in the season they've maintained it. Oh, okay. So Chelsea had it, 2006-7, Chelsea had it till the 1st of May where they could technically still do it. And now obviously we're sat on the 3rd of May and Liverpool are still in the hat. So, I mean, in many ways, I'm sure it won't be the real quiz, but in many ways mm. they um, 
they are making history already. Well done for saying English as well, so we don't get any angry Celtic fans. Oh no, you still get my, my experience. You still get angry Scottish fans, whatever happens. But I should also say men's men's football. Yeah, sure, we? absolutely. Please do that. Yeah, Please yeah, do yeah, add yeah. that caveat by all means. Uh, yeah. All right then. That's it then. Get to get to watch your football. I don't know. Do people normally? I sometimes listen to this right before the football starts, but I guess people right, okay. could be doing it with their lunch or in their get to football. Get, get to, to fo- fuck. get on out to football. But <laughs> actually, before that, no, because you got to line up up front as well. Because our weekly women's football show is out, uh, or will be out shortly. Yeah. Uh, it's a big one. The WSL title will be decided this weekend. Flo, Rachel and Chloe will be back to give you the lowdown on the WSL's climax, as well as looking back over a great championship season for Chloe's Crystal Palace and probably the greatest last-minute winner the league has ever oh, that seen. that was amazing. Find yeah. that one later on Football Ramble Presents. All right, then. Thanks for listening to today's Football Ramble, part of the ACOS Creative Network. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.